If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Happy Libations Friday to you and yours. All right, we made it. Lucy Goosey edition of the program. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house as well. On Twitter, it's at J Cameron Show or X, whatever the hell. And this is the, this is plugged into the wrong apparatus, Tom. I'm off to a shaky start. The apparatus. I can't are hear failing. anything. Did you hit the bell? I did. I knocked the bell over. I'm switching mics. I'm changing headsets. What a rocky start to a Libations Friday. I'm in great spirits, feeling good. And yet, the audio got to, got a little wayward on me to start the show. But I'm good now. I'm good now. Now we, we execute and we move forward with the show successfully. But the bell was absolutely bumped. Sir, out there driving around Tallahassee, heading north, I guess. North! North! I saw your license plate, and it was apropos of next week. Not quite this week. we got a game tomorrow. But it just say suck at Miami or something? It said F the U. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Jeff switched up cars. Yeah. Drive And uh, had some Tampa stickers on the car as well. Not going to say which, but uh, yeah, driving west on I-10, and then he was heading up uh, Monroe. Good for him, right? Nice plate. All right. I see you. Yeah. Let it fly. Let everybody know. There it is, right? F the U. Very simple. So, you know, when I uh, got Bryce his car... Uh, his 16th birthday is tomorrow. When I got that car, I uh, I thought it was going to be very expensive to get a vanity plate. Uh, but, you know, since they started doing the vanity plates, it's it's come way down. You can get a plate for like 30 bucks. I believe our state offers more different oh, license plates than yeah. any state on yeah. record. It, yes. There are times I'm driving down the road and you look over and you see the, and you're like, that's a Florida plate? What is that? It's an Iron Man plate? Right. What are we, what, why it is a Florida? <laughs> well, actually, that's the limited edition yeah. Iron Man Save the Sea Turtles plate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. But uh, anyhow, yeah, that's where we're at. Hey, you know what? Found two I like this week. I want to get them out there before I forget. Oh. Lamar Jackson, over 224 yards uh, passing t- this weekend. Uh, Brees Hall, over 57 and a half yards rushing. There you go, player. The Who's just still playing, buddy. <laughs> That's why we had the full version in yeah. the old days. So the who is now the music for the player props? Well, you can do whatever you were going to do. What were you going to do? Um, oh, the, you don't have to do Siren. You can say that's... Uh, there you go. 
Yeah, that's, uh, that's beautiful. There it is. It's Brees Hall over 57 and a half yards rushing against that Chargers defense. And it's Lamar Jackson throwing for over 224. I think it's two, I think it's now up to 224 and a half if you go out there and try to get it off DraftKings. But I got it earlier at 224. And, um, and that's against uh, Seattle's defense. I feel good about both those numbers. I, I think we're going to be all right. Okay. I think we're back in the saddle. We're now, back in there. Yeah. Let's good. parlay them for three mortgage payments and we're rolling. <laughs> we can have some fun with it. Hey, you know, uh, I, will, I will also say this. Um, I... I I'm getting a sense that a lot like last week, uh, Florida State's in a similar position. Uh, the more I check around, I, I think there's a lot of guys going to miss this game. And, you know, I, I don't – I'm not worried about Florida State winning the game Saturday. I still feel very good about it. But you are in what-the-hell-man mode, right? Yeah, I'm starting to get there. I mean, st- I'm starting to get there. They have had a rash of injuries to very important players, important starters, difference makers. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it's a testament to them that they've taken care of business the way that they have and that they've gone in there and been very professional about it and that you have such veteran leadership and good coaching. And obviously Jordan Travis has played a ton of football and he's been asked to do a little bit more and he's elevated his game. These are all things that I love to see as a byproduct of a lot of guys missing time and getting deeper into the season. And you've got matchups that you can exploit and they're doing a good job of exploiting them. But, um, you know, it's just at some point, you know that will hurt you if you have to continue to play games without four, five, six starters. I mean, this is getting to a place where you begin to wonder, how long is Johnny Wilson out? You know, how long is Hakeem Williams out? How long is Destin Hill out? How long are a couple of these offensive linemen going to be out? How long? You know, you start getting a little frustrated. Mike was bullish on Destin Hill this week, saying that he feels confident, whatever that rep count is, but yeah, he, he yeah. can get to a rep count. Oh, and, and there is, and I want to make this abundantly clear, that there aren't uh, – I'm not telling you that I know for certain that Destin is out, for example, but – I think I've got a pretty good handle that there are four or five guys out again this week, and so and maybe more. So we're going to have to watch. Um, you know, it, it's when did they get hurt? Is what I want to know. Well, I, I, it's different with every one of the guys. I can name. Well, we know what happened with Johnny Wilson. Um, and yeah, yeah and that's so you know, and you're not. I but he was spotted going into practice, and this is the stuff that we can talk about walking up the ramp in a not in a jersey, not a green non-contact jersey, but a, a full jersey this week. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, you can – well, there's some things we can't say. Sure. That, and and so I, I think there's some factors there that – now listen, I also think that there are guys that if we were playing in the ACC championship game tomorrow would play. You know, if the game was that way, and, and he may be one of them, where you'd say – not for nothing. I mean, we're trying to win the conference here. I'm going to need you guys to whatever it might be, take the shot, wear the brace, do whatever you got to do to get out there. And 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 these guys are all, for the most part, really tough dudes, and they want to play football. They don't like standing on the sideline. They want to be out there. I've never met a football player who didn't want to play. I mean, it's hard enough, all the stuff you do, the rigors you go through, just to get ready to play a singular game. Once a week, it's all you get. And to miss even one of them in a 12-game season pisses you off. And when you're in high school and it's a 10-game season and you miss one, infuriates you and, you know, whatever, on down the list. Eight-game, seven-game season in JV, you miss one of those, you're like, man, I've been practicing every day. I'm lifting these weights. I'm trying to get my rest. I'm sacrificing opportunities in my social life so I can play in these singular games. So no player wants to sit out. And I'm sure that there are a lot of these guys that are like, I can, I can play, I can play. But Mike and his staff – 
have the big picture in mind, and they're looking at, we could win the national championship. I mean, we, we, we're a team in the running to have a shot if we keep taking care of business to win a national championship. So you juxtapose and weigh these things and say, do I need Johnny Wilson to play this weekend against Pitt? Because he's, he's bordering on the edge, whether we, you know, it, it, we could play him, I suppose, uh, but do I need him? Or would another week really do wonders for his situation and ensure yeah. that when he's back, look at the situation at Duke. Yeah, Mike Elko all the way. Yeah, and so, you know, that's a – and what a weird win that was last night uh, for Duke, but uh, it's uh, – anyhow. Yeah, well, that was the Duke-Wake of old right there. That was yeah. a throwback yeah, yeah. ACC tilt between Duke and Wake on a Thursday night. But it's, it's, it's again, a situation – you've got your biggest game uh, of the year coming up against Miami. And in, in a weird way, I, I don't root for Miami. I will not cheer for them. Uh, the only scenario in the history of football that I have is when it directly impacted Florida State's ability to go and play for a title. You know, something like that. It, there's been very few instances where that's happened. It has happened where you thought, oh, I really need Miami to win this game. I'm going to root for them to do so because it directly benefits Florida State. But you'd lo- if Miami wins, it's good for you. It's good for you. It probably means a night game for Florida State-Miami. Uh, it, it, it helps your overall strength of record and strength of schedule when you play them and beat them. Uh, all these things are true. You know, it's like, look, man. I bet on Boston College this week because I think they're going to beat Syracuse. Syracuse. Syracuse looks like a team that's fallen off a cliff. But if Boston College keeps winning like they have been, and they win this game, they're going to a bowl. And all of a sudden, you're like, all right, look, that was a bad game, was a bad look, holding on for dear life against BC. But it doesn't look nearly as bad now if they're going to go ahead and win seven out of eight games. And just about everybody has one of those. Almost everybody, yeah. Almost. And, and so, you know. Even Mighty Oregon, who lost, has the Texas Tech game where they're down multiple scores entering the fourth quarter to Texas Tech, who's four and five, by and, the way. And by the way, the beauty of that was I had Texas Tech, and that was the cheapest cover of all time. <laughs> that flukish ass fumble scoop in the air, <laughs> touchdown at the end. I was like, whoa, suck it, Oregon. Uh, I was on the wrong side. I didn't deserve to win that bet, but I did. Anyhow, so it's one of those things where. Uh, you know, you some of your opponents, Virginia Tech included, uh, have found ways to play pretty good football, and since you vanquished them, and now you you need more of that. Just like you kind of want Louisville to win out, so that if you play them in the ACC championship game, they might be a top ten team. Some could be sitting around twelve or eleven somewhere in there. That, that just in case, just in case, you're just trying to get your ducks in a row because you you want to make sure that you you come out smelling the best you possibly can. Of course, you can. You know, you can dictate terms. If you win out, you're going. You are going to the playoff period. You well, are going. You were missing multiple starters last week, and, and you, you laid great. the wood. Yeah. And, and again, I think, uh, you know, this is a situation where I feel comfortable that they'll go up and take care of business. I think they'll play well. They are fortunate to avoid uh, inclement weather. They're going to they're gonna have pretty good weather, actually. Actually, I'm very jealous of the weather they're going to have. I think the high when they kick it off is like 50-something, and uh, yeah. that doesn't suck. Uh, that'll work. I saw 60s for the daytime high. Yeah. yeah. I think 57, 56 at the time they kick it off. Buddy, you can't beat that walking into that stadium. That's a fun stadium to see a football game in. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun for them to play in that game at that stadium. Kids always love to play in NFL stadiums, but that's a cool stadium. So it's uh, good for them, and it'll be a lot of fun to watch, and hopefully Florida State plays well. It does give a lot of guys opportunities. We're seeing that more and more. Other people get chances, and every now and then they'll show you a little something. You'll get a glimpse of something, and you'll go, all right. I'll give you an example again. 
We both think that Brock Glenn will go on to be the starter for Florida State next year. We think he's going to win the job in all likelihood. But, of course, it'll be a huge battle between he and Tate Rodemaker if Rodemaker's here. When Rodemaker's played this year, he's played well. Yeah, I've, I've backed off of that sentiment a little bit because Tate has been pretty solid in game action. And it just it looks very easy. And I get he's going against yeah, backups as well. It's, it's uber garbage time where even the opponent is likely rolling out walk-ons and third stringers and freshmen. So, fair fair but Brock I thought when we were in the middle part of fall camp was the favorite I thought he was outplaying everybody yeah not named Jordan now all right Tate all right come on let's at least go through the spring and let's see one of the reasons to remember one of the reasons that I would uh I guess uh one of the reasons that I would not count him out is he has so much time in this offense and they know what he can do and can't do. They're comfortable with him. He's not going to be spooked by anything too much in that competition, I don't think. You know, I mean, he's he's been through it, and he's very athletic. So that is the other part of it, you know, is that you know you can run him. You know you can. Now, he's not Jordan Travis athletic. Jordan Travis may be one of the most elite athletes playing the position in the country, he and Jaden Daniels. So, you know, those two guys, yeah, that, that's otherworldly, but he's not – uh, you know, a standstill pocket passer. He can do a lot of things outside the pocket for you. Yeah, and you saw a moment a couple of years ago when you were coaching. You heard a moment, probably more precisely. Of, One of my favorite moments. Hard coaching. Now, hard coaching is a couple of things. One, it's real frustration in the moment because they're pissed that you ruined their play. I called a great play, and you did not execute that great play. See Kate Klubnick on the goal line against Miami in a fourth-and-one situation. Yes. That'll piss you off. But hard coaching also means what? That you believe in the ability, you know the ability. Yeah, you're not you're there. screaming your head off at somebody you don't think can play. Tate gets coached very hard, often, yeah. often. I would say of the quarterbacks who got screamed at in camp, Tate was probably the one that was yelled at the most. It's because they care and they know that there's a lot in there, and he has proven that there's a lot in yeah, there. Yeah, there is offense. a lot in there. There is. It's it's inconsistent, but when it's good, it's real good. When it's bad, you're like, oh, oh, what was that? That ain't gonna get it done. You like you get very nervous. When he screws something up, he really screws it up. When he nails it, he really nails it. So he's fascinating in terms of a prospect next year. But uh, hell, I hope we see him Saturday because that means good things are happening for Jordan Travis in this offense. If you get a chance to see him and all the other backups this Saturday, it means we've taken care of business and moved on to 9-0. and And you'll sit around waiting on that kick time for Miami and understand that uh, that will be as good an atmosphere as you're going to have this year at Doak. It's going to be electrifying. They already had one with the Duke game. Now you get an opportunity against Miami, your chief rival, and a team you absolutely hate, and you get a chance to bury them and and continue to separate yourselves from that clown program and make sure that you have uh, you know good inroads on a lot of the guys that are kind of 50-50 in recruiting, right? That That's what you're going to have to do. So it's all right there before you. I love getting to this stage of the year and taking inventory and deciding what do we got? You know, what do we need to do? What's possible for us? You know, you can lament the things that have gone wrong. Well, not a lot. I mean, we're one of the special teams where you can say not a lot's gone wrong. We've had some bad injury luck lately, uh, but it has not manifested itself in a negative way on the field. Uh, they just keep that's where being a veteran ball club with a veteran quarterback and a veteran offensive line and guys that have played a ton of football and Keon Coleman coming in really help you. Uh, they have so many dudes who've been through it all. And so I think they've just kind of, in the last few weeks, I agree with you, Tom, the more I look at that film and the more I look at the 
uh, TV copy, it's not film. But the more you look at it, the, the more you really realize, unless we're seeing when Dominic Robinson does it, it's great. Then you get the actual coach's uh, film. But when you watch that, you really see how diversified the offense is becoming. You really see the amount of people that are involved in the offense. And you really see uh, that, that Mike and Jordan are clicking. And that's that's huge. Yeah, that there's schemed open plays in addition to the one-on-ones. It's a nice balance between the two things. Like, for example, you know, the formative moments of the Clemson game for the offense, which is in the second quarter. That's where we do most of our damage. A lot of that is one-on-one, man. It's, it's not a whole ton of scheming somebody wide open. The throw to Trey Benson to get that first touchdown drive started on a second and ten, that's just a one-on-one matchup, and you win. The fourth and short, that's Jordan being a playmaker and making a guy miss and fighting through initial contact to go get you a first down. Uh, The setup was on the touchdown. That was about it. Otherwise, everything was kind of just straight one-on-one. That's how you win the ball game in overtime. It's a one-on-one matchup. You throw to the outside and go, go make a play, Keon. But now you're seeing, you know, drive starters or series starters on a first down, quick pass, second and five. All right. Now you're screwed. Because our success rate on first down has been so low, you're starting to see that kick in a little bit more. It's going to be important. That going forward, getting better and more efficient, having a high success success rate on first down gives you a chance to open up the entire playbook. They haven't had that week to week. It's been a complaint going back to Southern Miss. <laughs> and so in a game we scored 60-plus points, I was complaining about how awful we were on first and second down. But you're getting better at it right now. It's because you've welcomed the pass as the means to run. And that is just being sure of what you are and getting the ball out of his hands early and getting people out of the box is really leading to a lot of opportunities. And a higher percentage of design runs for for Jordan as well, which mm-hmm. opens things up. And then, you know what? When you're screwed, let him go make a play for you because that's why you bring in a guy like that or develop a player like that that was already here when you arrived as a coaching staff. The first third and long we have, the throw to Kyle Morlock, that's nothing's open. That's Jordan making a rusher miss. Flushing out to the right, buying time, buying time, and then firing into a tight window. Without that play, you don't get the Kentron corner route throw. You don't get the touchdown. You're punting on your first drive. But Jordan sets the tone with his playmaking ability, and then everything else can go. So, yes, you can allow the singular athlete, probably the best athlete that Mike will ever have in terms of running at that position in his career. It would seem likely. Probably so. It's pretty hard to find much better than that. Let that guy go win plays for you. Then you scheme some stuff up because you're brilliant, and then you bring in a bunch of dudes through the recruiting ranks and the transfer portal to go win one-on-ones. It's a nice place to be because two years ago, we didn't have hardly any of those elements. I'll answer Greg's question before we take a break. Why does everyone think Daryl Jackson will play once available? Because isn't he able to turn pro after this season is over? He could. Yeah, he could certainly turn pro after this season is over. Uh, I think he'd like to put something on tape against quality competition as opposed to practice film. His first two years in college football, he wasn't a dominant figure. He wasn't dominant at Miami. Uh, when he got here and we watched him practice and saw what kind of shape he was in and knowing it was a money year, this was a guy that looked hell-bent on putting good tape out there in a number of big games. He would have been very important in the Clemson game. He would have been very important in the Duke game. It would have been very important. You, you know, these moments. He only has two chances, basically, because he's not eligible for the ACC championship game. But he would be eligible if they go to the playoff. Well, by definition, you're going to be playing an elite team in the playoff. You put that on film. If you're really hell-bent on going to the NFL and getting drafted 
and making as much money as you possibly can, perhaps projecting yourself into the first round with dominant games against quality teams and quality offensive lines, he's damn sure going to play in that situation. Because if not, he may be destined to be a second, third, fourth rounder and not a surefire number one. Coming into the season, he was a guy who has a chance to to play his way all the way into the first. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. job, Seth. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. What's crazy is some of the injuries, nothing seems to happen in the game, and then all of a sudden they're out. Yeah, well, that's a good thing, though. And here's what I mean by that, Seth, and thanks for your contribution, and thanks for listening to the show. By the way, Lee Sterling set to join us here momentarily. But let me let me just say this. Um, I, when, when you got guys who go down with injury, you, you don't want to see them writhing in pain and having to be carted off. You'd much rather it be something minor that they get off the field under their own power and, uh, you know, it's just a strain. Uh, it could be a deep thigh contusion, you know, something something that, it, you know, it's prohibitive for the moment, but will heal and they'll be back out there at their full strength in the, uh, in the short term. Uh, so they haven't had a lot of guys uh, that have gone down where you're sitting there watching that, holding your breath and hoping – for the kid, namely, um, that, but you're, you're hoping that he's all right. They really haven't had that. You know, I mean, the Johnny Wilson uh, time on the field there was, was a little nerve-wracking because you couldn't tell if it, at the time you couldn't tell if it was a knee or a, or a concussion. And so you're kind of, you know, we've had some moments like that. We had the one moment where Jordan was grabbing his shoulder against BC that you were worried about in that moment. But most of these injuries have been injuries, as you described there, Seth, where the guys – 
you know, you don't really see anything from the stands. You're not really sure why the player's not playing. Well, that's good news. That means they got off the field on their own power. means that it's a minor injury. means they need a little bit of rest and they'll be back out there. Beats the hell out of somebody being carted off. So we haven't really had that this year, and thank goodness. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, I see he's on the line and ready to roll. Let's do this thing. Hey, Lee, how are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you, you know it's bad at Miami. I said to someone, uh, like, honestly, what do you think our chances are next week? And he's like, I, he goes, I don't know, but he goes, they're graduating so many guys. He goes, we're going to be in a great shape. <laughs> They start talking about next year, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. So uh, my question to you is, I haven't ca- totaled it up. I want to give him an answer. How many How many of that uh, actual starters? Do you oh, think, it's, um, oh, are taking it on down the road? Um, well, you know, you're going to lose your starting quarterback, so let's start there. Right. Jordan Travis has been awesome, so he, he's going to be gone. Uh, you're going to lose a couple of the linemen, we think. Um Let's see. You think a total – I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 12. Okay. 12 okay. starters will be gone. I think that's about right. Um, but you guys have depth, I mean. Yeah, yeah. They, they've done a good job, and they got a top-five class coming in, and you know he hits the portal well. So we'll see. I think the big thing is you lose a guy who's as dynamic as Jordan Travis. You know, I mean, obviously right, that, right. that – you know how that goes. That changes the game. You played the position. Right. If you've got a guy that gets you into right plays or avoids a disastrous result because you're in the wrong play – uh, and you live to fight the second down, third down, and you don't turn the football over, and then he does so much more than that, obviously. But if you have that as a, as your baseline, and then he's dynamic making you miss and running, it's a long day at the office for a defense, and they're going to be missing that next year. Yeah, I, I laugh sometimes when people say, oh, we got like 18 starters coming back except for our quarterback. I'm like, oh. and it's, a, it's a big one. That's <laughs> yeah. a big one. Uh, all right, I love these games. I love the slate. I've got an opinion on most of these. I want yours, though, obviously. You had a winning week last week with us. Alabama minus three and a half against LSU. Now, Lee, I'll just, uh, for transparency purposes, I took Bama here. I know a lot of my friends are on LSU. I'm curious to hear your pick and your reasoning. What do you got? All right, so we know there is no disputing that LSU has the best offense. Yeah. And... Well, I think I think Daniels should go top ten, top fifteen draft. Do you agree? Yeah, he's he's proven to be a much better thrower of the football than we thought a year and a half ago, and obviously he's as yeah. dynamic as they get as a runner. So yeah, I think he's the most accurate quarterback right now in college football. He's a good player. Does a lot of other things well, and going to be tough. I mean, he's he's passed for at least three hundred twenty passing yards all eight games, but I do think that Nick Saban is sitting in the defensive and offensive meetings, and did you see his press conference the other day? Uh, which part of it that you wanted to – is this the, the, the no thing? No. or yeah? No, just looking at him. Did you did – Oh, you yeah, 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 I saw him, yeah. He had a, he had a broken, broken a blood vessel in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, I've never seen that before. I'm like, ooh, he's probably either staying up late or he is really – He's grinding. Really stress, stressed out, so um, – I think he's going to have his team ready. Do I think this is one of his better teams or even his average team the last 10 years? No. But I think he'll come up with some schemes, and I think his offense, which is slowly picking up, Mm -hmm. is going to be facing the worst of the four units out there, and that's the LSU defense. I thought their defensive line, a lot of people did, was going to be pretty good. Not even close. And their DBs are awful. They've given up at least 490 yards to you guys, Ole Miss, and Missouri, and giving up 45, 55, and 39 points. They lost 
two of those three games here. I think they should have lost all three. And I think Bama, I think just they've been thinking about this game. Losing 32-31 last year on that two-point conversion here. Bama, roll tide, 38-31. All right, you and I think alike on that game. I think the worst unit in the worst segment group on the field is the LSU secondary. Miami minus four and a half against NC State in a game that screams 13-10. to what do, you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you say here, partner? Okay, so I think something's going on with Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah, 100%. Clearly. Do I think he's as good as he looked against Texas A&M? Maybe not. But, I mean, there's some throws that I, I go out there and watch some practices. I've never seen him that bad. So you got to think that he's hurt. Not, it's not so much reading the defense. I think he might be a little bit better – Miami has never really had trouble with NC State. And if you look at NC State's game, I watched that game twice. I wanted to look at it closely last week's game against uh, Clemson. They were outstanding. Oh, they got dominated. It's, it's been weird for Clemson all year that way. Yeah. Two plays, two plays that Concepcion busted open. Total 110 of their 202 yards here. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think they do any one thing really well. And they've already lost to Duke by three touchdowns. Notre Dame by three touchdowns. They have the number 104 offense here. I don't think this kid, M.J. Morris, I always think of Stephen Morris when I hear the Morris name. is like the last quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think the difference maker here is Mark Fletcher. I went to the state high school championship game last year, and Reuben Bain was on one side and Mark Fletcher on the other. And I called a couple friends. I'm like, holy. I said, you know what? I said, I haven't felt this way coming out of a game in a long time. These two guys are studs. I think Mark Fletcher, him finally being healthy, might be the difference. I like Miami in this game. I think they win this game here 26-17. I I like Miami here, too. I do think the NC State defense is good, but I'm with you. The NC State offense is awful. So you do have an advantage. The offensive line is much, much better. Don't be surprised. Remember, you know, the kid that that they lost, Alabama, Mm -hmm. Miami. Yeah. He might get drafted late first, early second. Oh, he's good. He's really good. I, coming into the year, I said the one thing Miami did definitely improve on were the lines of scrimmage. And partly, right. you, you know, you're talking Matt about – Matt yeah. Lee, the center, he might go yeah. third, fourth round. So that might be the difference here. So I like Miami a little bit. All right, FSU's laying a big number again, 21.5 against Pitt. Pitt looked like they rolled over and quit last week, and then obviously you had the Narduzzi gaffe, and he has to apologize to the team. That sometimes that can go one of two ways. You know, right. you could rally the troops, and you know, I'm yep. so sorry, and he falls on the sword, or or they quit on his ass, and they're going to go through the motions and get stomped. Your thoughts? You think there's any chance they fire Narduzzi? No, I don't think so. No. Okay, no. I think that I think he gets at least one more. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, just won yeah. the ACC a couple years ago. No, you can't fire him. No. But if he has another bad year next year, yeah, he's in trouble. Yep, uh, I think I think you guys are not looking ahead that much. I think a little bit to beating Miami and playing Miami, but they just don't have it. I mean, they can't protect the quarterback, and that's number one here. I, I like uh, Florida State. I think they win this game, forty-three, fourteen. Uh, all right, in the NFL, uh, the Bucks here have to get a win. Uh, it's not going to be easy. They're not good. Uh, the Texans are given two and a half. Your thoughts? But they're better than the dregs. They allow a lot of teams to go, you know, between the 20s. Right. And they usually tighten up. 
I think Baker Mayfield and, and the team, they can beat those dregs out there. The, NFL. the other bad teams, yeah. <laughs> but they can't beat the good teams a lot. In college football, there's a lot of teams like that. Yeah. Like Missouri is that way, been that way. They're a little better this year. They've been that way for years. I, I'm going to say Tampa Bay finally gets it done here. I like them 26-20. Uh, for some reason, this game is in Frankfurt, Germany, which is a travesty because we should be watching it on either Sunday night or Monday night football. But here you go, Kansas City laying two to the Dolphins. At some point, the Dolphins, who we like, and it's a cool story, have to beat yep. somebody who's any good. Uh, this would be an opportunity. Your thoughts? I had, I, had, I had a client who called me and asked me, why is this game in Frankfurt? <laughs> <laughs> There's always someone out there, right? <laughs> Random. Hey, let's throw him to Frankfort, Kentucky. <laughs> is, there co- is there a college in Frankfort, Kentucky? I don't know because I don't yeah, plan on being there, buddy. <laughs> I'm like, I was laughing. All right, so I think Miami leaving on Monday is an advantage. It takes usually three days to feel your total self and being close mm-hmm. to 100%. I think that was a mistake by Kansas City. I think something's wrong with Kansas City. I think they should have traded for a receiver. You watch their receivers. Their patterns are poor. Can't catch the ball. Yeah, they drop the ball a lot. They drop the ball more than any other collection of receivers in the NFL. Rice drops more balls than I've ever seen, and Sky more. Like that's on the end zone. It's a perfect pass. Yeah, Hor- horrific. Um, so I also think Miami. They were down five offensive linemen. They're all five starters last week at some point in the game for two series. They, they could have three and maybe four back for this game, and having Jalen Ramsey, Nick Needham, Xavier Howard, and now Holland back. I'm not saying Miami is the best team in the NFL. I think they match up much better than they do did against Philadelphia. I think they finally get the signature win. It's going to be a fun game. Miami, 34. They need to because, obviously, you know what I'm referencing. I mean, their their wins yeah. are over the Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, yeah. the Giants, the Panthers, and the Patriots, again, who suck. Yeah. All of your one of those teams suck, except for the Chargers, who Huge are poorly coached. Game. Huge game. If Miami wins... They pretty much control their own destiny, and they could end up getting the one seed, which they would need. Yeah. They're going to need that. They need to have home field events. You don't want to play in Kansas City. No. Or Buffalo. No. Or Cincinnati. Somewhere right. cold as hell. Right. Yeah, you don't want yeah. that. All right, my man. The free yeah. play is a great game, potentially. I like that Missouri quarterback. Georgia's got too yeah. many dudes, but that's a big number. 16 and a half. How can folks get it? Uh, first five callers get it for free. Just call 800 400 Nine seven four one. First five callers. We're going to give them this game on me, and I have a real strong opinion on it. Eight hundred four hundred nine seven four one. And last week, we rolled out the special of a lifetime. Normally, the one day all access pass is seventy seven to ninety seven dollars. All four sports. We gave out eight plays last week. We went seven and one. We're going to give out seven plays: football, NBA. Hockey and my top UFC play for tomorrow, and it's an underdog, seventeen bucks. I mean, that's a joke. Seventeen bucks. I mean, that's. I mean, that's like what two Happy Meals now. Look at you! Look at you! Just throwing it out there. Take it, guys. Go. Yeah. How, how, what are Happy Meals? Now? I, I haven't had a Happy Meal in thirty-five years. I have no idea. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even go to your Flanagan's. Yeah. There? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can't get a good meal for seventeen bucks. So there you go. Seventeen bucks. Hopefully we go seven and one again, and then after I win for you, we go you know at least five and two. Then you you hop on board for not November, November, entire month of football, two ninety seven. 
Be good, brother. Always a pleasure. You too. All right, take care. Yeah, at least early Paramount Sports with his picks. Frankfurt is the capital, obviously, of Kentucky, for those that don't know. And uh, somebody in the chat, I think I saw it. I don't have it up right now. The, the, the Kentucky State. Kentucky State. That was me. Yeah. Oh, you got it? Good job. I got it. You know, by the way, I don't know if you know this. What do you think the uh, population of Frankfort, Kentucky is? Mm. State capital now. State. <laughs> 178,000. 28,602. Whoa! Yeah, it's located along the beautiful Kentucky well, River. It, it's the Commonwealth capital. Mm. It's not the state capital. Right. The, this is funny, by the way. <laughs> 13th most populous city in Kentucky. It's the 13th most populous city at 28,000. <laughs> is Paducah more populated than it is, Frankfurt? It is located in the inner bluegrass bluegrass region of Kentucky. It's actually beautiful. It is actually. My dad would be mad at me right now because he thinks I'm sliding Frankfurt. He'd be like, no, it's a pretty place. Have you ever been to downtown Frankfurt, Jeff? My dad will defend any city in the world. He hates it when I pee in the face of cities. He's always, I don't know why, but he does. Well, he, it's because he lives in Dublin. It's a beautiful city. No, <laughs> so there ain't nothing in Dublin. But he, but what makes me Oh, love, Dublin, Georgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, but no, it's so, he loves to travel. He's a very uh, well-traveled individual. He's been all over the world, and he's been all over the country. He's been to every state except for Hawaii. So he's been everywhere, and he, and he just, he tries. It's a really beautiful aspect of who he is. I don't know where it came from. Maybe it's because he just grew up dirt-ass poor. But he, he will embrace whatever good a city has. And he won't have you besmirching the other parts of the city. Even when he knows deep in his heart the city sucks. He used to live in a place, I won't say where, in, in Louisiana uh, for his job. And it's an ass-sorry place. It's awful. This is not the same as like Baton Rouge or New Orleans or some of the other places in Louisiana that you like. This is, this is bayou nonsense. This is like we're, we could die out here. These country bumpkins are going to shoot us. This is so anyhow. Yeah, that kind of. And so he, and he knew it. And he had to work there for his job for a year and a half. He didn't like it. And he, and he was looking to leave. And that's how I knew. I was like, man, you've been here a year and you're trying to get the hell out of here. Don't sit here and argue on behalf of this sorry-ass city. Oh, there's plenty of great parts about that. I'm like, you're trying to get out in less than a year. <laughs> he won't have it. Hey, have you been to Main Street in this town? <laughs> Sir? It makes me laugh. I'll have you know that Main Street has yeah. many shops. It's like when I would like take pot shots at like Madison or something, uh, and he'd be like, hey, I bet the people love living in Madison. I'm like, they don't have a choice. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. By the way, as an aside, I should at least mention, I don't know, it's going to be on our radar sooner or later. 
second exhibition game for Florida State this Sunday, 4 o'clock, TLC Double C. They're hosting Division II Valdosta State in the Aubrey Boyd charity game, and we always bring that up. Um, last uh, Sunday, they, they won 90-74. to 74. Not a lot of people realize that, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know if Flagler. Was, they yeah, played Flagler. Yeah, they did. Um, Watkins, Miller, Fletcher, Bowen were the stars of that game. It was the front court. The back court was not very good. Feeling any better about Primo? I, no. Okay. I mean, um, you're allowed to play him, I think, in these in these exhibition games, so they might as well. Um, there's been no official announcement as to whether he will be eligible to play. Um, you know, he's the two-time undergraduate transfer, which is the same situation that Daryl Jackson was, right? And... There have been no official announcements um, involving the majority of players who are in similar circumstances. Because the NCAA sucks. Yes. Uh, Jalen Cook of LSU, uh, where did I put it? Raekwon Battle of West Virginia, uh, and the kid from VCU uh, were all decided upon. They were in similar situations, Tom. Those are the three players that have been decided on, and all of them were denied. Was that denial for the full course of a basketball season, though, or was it based on a semester? As though you know, because the season does begin in the fall semester. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that would be the hope here, right? Because you're reading the tea leaves on Daryl Jackson, playoff eligible, right? After, know, that's yeah. after the semester. After the semester, yeah. So the Division One men's schedule, by the way, kicks off on Monday afternoon. Uh, we open our season on Friday, November the 10th, against Kennesaw State at the TLC Double C. It's a week from today. So the NCAA has to figure out collectively, uh, you know, we got to make a decision on a lot more than just Primo. There's a lot of guys out there waiting. There are dozens of other two-time transfers that are out there and undergraduate transfers um, that are currently being left twisting in the wind. Because the NCAA sucks. Yeah, they do. And they aren't speedy in their efforts to resolve these matters ever. And um, so, you know, I mean, when you leave it to that entity to make a decision on a player that you're really counting on, like their backcourt, Florida State's backcourt is ass. It's going to be important that this kid be able to play for you to help solve the problem of your backcourt being ass. So, because the front court might be all right. If the backcourt. <laughs> if the backcourt's not ass. You got a shot. So it's, um, you know, damn it, man. Damn it, man, with the NCAA in this situation. You getting up bright and early Saturday morning to watch Dolphins Chiefs? I, I mean, Sunday morning to watch Dolphins Chiefs? Chiefs? I will be already up. I mean, we both. I'll be on the back nine. Oh, so, that's right. You're, yeah. You got your Sunday golf. Yep. Um, and there's an extra hour of sleep. So everybody should be up for that game. You get the extra hour. Member guest in Saturday? It does. Okay. Yep. A little 7.45 for that ass on a Sunday morning. Let's go. And it's, it's actually 8.45. You get the extra hour. Is that this weekend? Yeah. We uh, fall back? We fall back. Yeah. going to be dark at noon. It will be. Sucks. Yep. You talk about Just sucking. like the NCAA. Yeah. It's awful. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. It'll be dark, so uh, my wife, Four Jamie. Four o'clock games will be kicking off, and you're like, it's pitch black. She's running in the New York Marathon on Sunday. Which and is incredible. Congratulations, Dr. Quinn. 
Starts at 11.30 because she's in the, one of the later corrals, as yeah. they call them. Mm-hmm. She's not going to be done till well after dusk because of the hour change. Because up there, the sun goes down at like 3.34. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the northern states, uh, North. you would you would have to really have a strong constitution in, in order to not be suicidal. <laughs> like when, I missed the sun a couple of days I in mean, the undergrad. You stay I, up a little yeah, late? Yeah, you, sleep you just a little miss late? the sun. You wake up at dusk? You go, I remember reading a report at one time, like in Pennsylvania, they had the second highest suicide rate behind Seattle, and, and people would have to get artificial lighting put in their basements because they just don't see the sun. So like you yeah. get up to go to school... It's bitterly cold and pitch black. Fun. Now you're at school. You're in a classroom. You leave said classroom at the end of seventh period to go home. It's 3.30 and dark (laughs) and still cold. And you're going, how did we settle here? What is going on? This is not going to get it done. That's where indoor golf simulators and bowling alleys oh, go. That's why people from the Midwest specifically are so good oh. at, yes. Name your bar game. Yeah. They Darts, shuffleboard, bowling. Pop a shot. Anything inside, they're prolific at. Well, it's that or drugs. That's what you got. Or both. Your choice. I mean, yeah. I'm just going to get really good at bowling and darts. Otherwise, I'm going to be overdosed. Go Packers. Yeah. <laughs> God, can you imagine being in that place? Oh, it's just a toughie. Well, for eight Sundays a year, it's beautiful. <laughs> a grand total of eight. That's it. That's all. Isn't that right, March? Ooh. Yeah, dark at four, dark at 3.30. Dark. Oh, man. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm not a sun god. I'm not one of these guys that has to be on the beach all the time or anything like that. I like cold weather. I like cool weather. I can, I can handle that. But that dark at 4 o'clock nonsense, it eats at me even down here when it starts getting dark early. Like, the, you know how depressing it is when we get in the car at, you know, 3.30 to, to go home and you're like, I, the sun's going oh, down. Well, it's yeah, going down right now. The time was with the afternoon shift, the evening drive. Oh, it was pitch black. Yeah. See you, man. Have a good night. And uh, maybe we had recorded the final 30 minutes of the show. Get out of here so you can see a little bit of the... Uh, a little bit of the sun, yeah. just a touch of it. No, but you know what? Your car lights already turn on automatically when you start the car. Like, no, nah, man, we got to be safe here. It's dark out. It's not dark at four, no, Dad. But when we move the hour back, it's getting close to being dark at four. He takes issue with your, with your four o'clock. He's a literalist. Uh, so that is, you know, we it's dark pretty soon, and it's you know who really hates it is. Uh, <laughs> It's my wife. She, I joke about it. I can laugh it off. She's like downright depressed. Uh, yeah. Well, as does one of our mutual friends who's probably playing in the member guest right now over at Capital City. Well, you know, get through December and January. <laughs> <laughs> he hates it. Yeah, he does. He gets mad, but it makes me laugh. Give me a half pour. <laughs> and get these two whatever they want. That's all me. We knew. Good to see you. <laughs> he's the best. He's the best. And when I tell him that Bryce made the basketball team, he's going to be over yeah, the moon. Out. Yeah. Let's have a half. Come on. <laughs> i got to do a radio show. We're flying off the rails. At least it's Libations Friday. So you're down two in the NFL picks? I'm down two. Correct. Two. I'm down two. Ooh. And next out, right? Yeah, I thought it was done. Well, yeah, Cleveland choked it away. How about the Steelers last night? Yeah, You know, here's the funny thing. That, first of all, that game, once again, 
I, I'm beside myself on this subject. I, once again, you had another phantom roughing the passer penalty. That is insane. It's not close. They have got to stop doing this. I'm serious now. Stop it. I wish we had more time in this segment it's to talk about officiating. Acidine. It's just the most ridiculous. Every time a quarterback gets hit now, there's a good chance that flag's coming in. Anyhow, you had that. But what I was going to go with is that the Steelers statistically are the craziest outlier the NFL's seen since 1983. They have been outgained by every team they've played. Their success rates are in the bottom of the league, both offensively and defensively, and they are 5-3, and three and they win. Tomlin is – he's a genius. He's is he? Like, is he he has to be. They have nothing. That team is talentless. They got what? That's what they got. And a bunch of bums. It's crazy. Every week you're like, up oh, 16-16 in the fourth. Somehow, hour number two.